Welcome to episode 10 of the Little Miss Sunshine podcast. Today we chat to Georgina about how she's treating her MS symptoms using alternative methods, including diet and gadgets. Welcome to the podcast, Georgina. Thank you. you. Nice to be here. Oh, thank you. How are you today? I'm good, thanks. How are you? We're okay. Anthony, are you okay? Yes, I'm living a dream. It's Friday. Of course, we're happy. Ready to rock and roll. Fab. So, Georgina, could you just tell us briefly about your diagnosis, please? Of course. So, I was diagnosed in 2003 after having my son in the end of 2002. He was born in November. Um, my eye went funny. I had a bit of double vision, uh, which I put down to going back to work after three months, working on a computer, being tired, being a new mum. So I kind of, I went to my doctor, but she wanted me to have an MRI and I, I ignored her and um, carried on. And then I got some really bad headaches. So I went back to the doctors and she was like, you really need to go and have an MRI. So I had the MRI done and a few weeks later, I met with a consultant, quite an old guy, who told me I had benign MS and to go away and not to think about it. And that's pretty much what I did for 13 years. However, um, I got married again and me and my second husband wanted to have a baby and we'd made an appointment to go and see a neurologist just to make sure that I could protect myself against it happening again, if there was yeah. anything I could do. Although part of me wasn't even sure I had MS because for 13 years it hadn't yeah. interfered with my life. Yeah. Um, the neurologist we were meant to see was actually away and we saw a locum. I walked in and he said, you're walking funny, your, your gait is bad. I didn't have yeah. any idea that that was happening. And um, he said, I think you've got progressive MS. This is within like literally five minutes of meeting us. Okay. Bearing in mind for 13 years, I hadn't had any symptoms that I was aware of, although I now know I did have symptoms. Yeah. So you can imagine how that made me feel in that moment, forgetting about yeah. having a baby. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> um, yeah. Just said to me, I can give you some drugs to help with your walking and you can go and have an MRI. And that was pretty much it. And off you go. So nice. I left there a bit sort of shell shocked as anyone would, yeah. phoned the local MS nurse and she arranged me to go and see her. And she said, he should never have told you that. We don't say things like that. He's got no MRI. He's got no evidence to back that up with. Um, so I had the MRI and I got a letter through. Having never had a letter before about an MRI, I had no idea what it meant. So I had to wait until I was going to see the original consultant in the October of the same year. This was 2015. She was off sick, so it got pushed back to January, which is quite a long time when you're waiting for a result, to, un- well, yeah. to understand the result. She then was sick again, so it got moved to the end of Feb. I finally went to see her. I walked in there, and she, the first thing she said to me was, uh, we owe you an apology. The NHS has done you a disservice. I've been back through all your hospital notes, all your doctor's notes over the last 14 years. And you've had things going on and it should have been looked at. Um, So (sighs) 
she said, I don't think you've got progressive MS. I think we've got a window of opportunity. You can take this drug or this drug. I, I took Lemtrada. I can't remember the name of the other one I was offered. But at that point, no one had said to me I should look at exercise or anything like that. So I kind of just did what I was told, really. So, so I had Lemtrada. What, what, what did the uh, gentleman, doctor, what did he base his uh, theory that you have progressive MS on? on the fact that I was walking badly and that when we talked about it, we, he figured that it'd been happening over a period of time. Right, so there was no like medical like, no, MRI scan or lumbar puncture or nothing, anything. He, he just based it on that, that's crazy. Yeah. Never so, have said that, never. He was a new, he was newly qualified as well. <laughs> um, and actually, I spoke to someone quite recently who was doing a mental health piece for the NHS, and she asked me to go on it. And one of the things we were talking about was how damaging that is when they don't yeah. think about what they're saying to a patient. You know, that had a real knock-on impact on me. My walking went downhill almost immediately. It was like it was in my head. So mm. it wasn't necessarily real in terms of the walking declining. It was like mentally I declined. Yeah. Um, had a massive impact on me and it was 18 months later when she the the actual consultant sent me a letter saying that you're not progressive in writing and I was like oh my god now my viewpoints changed I don't like labels I don't believe in having labels I just think you're on a path and it's where you are on that path and how you manage that and keep yourself as healthy as possible so that you don't progress down that path um, so I'm not interested in labels or what your my score is, and I know some people that's all they seem to talk about in EMS well. Yeah. I'm not interested in that. It doesn't. I don't think it gives you any benefit. Yeah, you're right. A, a lot of people are focused on what what type of MS or what your um, expanded disability scale reading is, and but so if I just let our listeners know today that we're chatting to you because you're trying to improve your MS symptoms not necessarily through medication that we're perhaps offered through um, our hospitals, but through kind of exercise, diet, including supplements and gadgets. So most people are diagnosed with MS, as like uh, they're offered medication. But as in Anthony and myself's case, I don't think we were ever told anything about what you've told us previously when we've spoken to you briefly about exercise and everything you're going to talk to us today yeah. about. So I, I obviously did the Lem Charter um, and I yeah. think I've, I've met a few people whilst doing that on in Facebook um, and just obviously you start chatting to people and you get to talk about different things and there was a lot of talk about the MS gym with Trevor yeah. Wicken which I'd never heard of um, so this was probably 2018 and I was like wow okay I'll have a look at this and um he's amazing I've learned more I learned more from Trevor Wicken than I have ever learned from a neurologist you can just you can find that online can't you if you just google it you so can find the MS Google gym. Trevor Wicken MS gym he has some free stuff on there I think that you can do but then you can pay for a membership and that opens up everything to you and there's like a daily routine so you kind of do a program and it has day one, day two, day three. So you can't make excuses for not doing, knowing what you're meant to be doing. Yeah. And it keeps you on track. But 
not just the exercise, I learned things from the information he passed over to us. Like I learned that spasticity quite often starts in your back. Well, I had backache for two years before I um, got married the second time. So this was probably 2012 to 2014. And I struggled quite a lot with my back. Now I'd been to the doctors, I'd been to the physio. I even had an MRI scan and my doctor phoned me and said, oh, there's white patches on your spine. But that's probably because you had your MS diagnosis that all that time ago. And basically just that was the end of the conversation. She never referred me back to the neurologist or anything. But what I now know is that's probably where the spasticity started, which impacted my mobility. Because once that seizes up, then your hip flexors start seizing up, then your knee goes, everything's connected, as we know. And then you get the drop foot. So I learned, I'm I'm not a scientist, I'm not going to try and explain any of the stuff he taught me, but it makes sense in my head. And so now I know all about neuroplasticity and how we can change the way that our brain sends those messages so we can find new pathways, we can retrain our brain, you know, things that doctors don't really talk about. Although I think things are changing now because we live in a world where you can't really deny information that's out there anymore. Um, obviously they just want to give us drugs and I don't think drugs benefit us they just I I went on Baclofen for about a year maybe and I didn't really see any improvement other than it making me weaker yeah I I had the same experience with Baclofen made me made me I took it a night the next day I was very um bendy and loose and yeah and And that doesn't help no not at all I, I it really interesting, Georgina, as well, that, you know, you've clearly got a positive mind. And because I've always said, I, I can I can think my MS worse because like you Absolutely. said, you worst case scenarios. When I start walking, I just think I'm going to trip up at some point. There's no positivity there. And uh, Trevor goes on about that a lot. And it's funny. And there's research out there, like if you put music on and listen to music, when you walk so your brain's not thinking about the walking and I I see a PT lady every Monday she's a friend of mine and we've had occasions where we've laughed about this we we do like word games whilst I'm doing an exercise and when I do that it's almost like my movement is so much better because my brain my brain can't get involved because it's doing something else yeah you know and there are studies on that and it's proven that it can work yeah, because my, my, my MS nurse said, right, when you're walking, because I said I struggled, said, right, when you're walking, count down uh, from 100 in nines. So, like you say, you get the brain thinking of something else rather than the, uh, the walking. Absolutely. I do that when I was exercising. When I'm not exercising, so, yeah. count back in nines. That's it. That's <laughs> I it. can't either. <laughs> but our brains are our worst enemy because, you know, Absolutely. they're also our they're also brilliant as well because they can adapt and they can change and you can improve and I've definitely seen the benefits that although my walking is still not brilliant and um I think it'll be a long time until that can improve because everything else has to improve first I have to retrain my body and if you think about a baby a baby you know they bum shuffle then they crawl and there's stages and it's almost like we have to go back and do all of that again to retrain our brains how to to do those basic things that it's yeah. forgotten about. So do you use walking aids, Georgina? I do. So before I discovered Trevor Wiccan, I used a single walking stick. 
And Trevor said, that's the worst thing you can do because you need two poles so that you're balanced and you aren't leaning to one side and you're, and that makes complete sense. Why did no neurologist say that to me when they saw me with a walking stick? You know, yeah. it completely makes sense. Otherwise you're, you're kind of relying on one side of your body doing one thing and one side of your body doing another thing. Yeah, yeah no balanced. one had ever that to me. I mean, it's com- completely logical. And now when I look at people walking around with one stick, like older people and they're hunched over and I think, nope, you need two sticks, you need to be walking up, right? Trevor goes on a lot about BGB, which is butts, guts, and blades, because a lot of people wear MS, and you probably notice it with yourselves, is that you get a lot of shoulder, you use your shoulders a lot to do your movement and your upper body. And so his theory is that you have to hold your blades down, you have to use your butt muscles, like we discussed yesterday, I'll talk about the butt shorts in a minute, Um, and hold your gut in, because again, our pelvic floor, our guts are not, you know, our core is not strong. And, you know, I I think I did used to bend over. I think I'm much better now than I used to be. And as a result of that, my balance is better than it used to be. So everything he's taught me makes sense. I've since, I still use the MS gym, but I'm now doing optimal body um, training with a guy called David Lyons, who's actually got MS himself. And his training is all about resistant bands and building muscles. So whereas Trevor is more functional, David is more about building your muscles. So they're quite different, but actually I've taken a lot of what I've learned from Trevor and I use it when I do the stuff with David, making sure my posture is great, I'm standing properly. So I think it's definitely beneficial to have done Trevor first and learn all the things I had. So yeah, so the exercise, I I try and exercise most days, six days a week, five to six days a week, um, because rest days are just as important for your muscles to recover um but move I know when I don't move in a day that I feel worse for it so movement is really key really key that's that's brilliant so so you you touched on it briefly then you talked about your butt shorts my butt shorts so tell us a little bit about this um these butt shorts so um, I saw them on my newsfeed and I think because I look at things on Facebook because of my work and because of my interest in things, I see a lot of adverts for things, quite often in America. And I came across an advert for butt shorts that are a bit like a fez that you put on your leg to help with your foot drop. They are electrodes but that go on your butt and kind of your top of your thighs. And you just literally, they're like cycling shorts and they've got the pads and you just turn it on and you can either just lay there with them on or you can do, they have like squat exercises you can do with them on as well. So I kind of sometimes do squats, but my legs get tired after a while of doing too many squats. And um, you just, they just work your butt muscles. Now, a lot of people have it for shaping their butt and toning it. But for me, I thought that would be really good for waking up my glutes because something I've learned from Trevor is our glutes are quite lazy when we have MS and they stop working. And they are a massive muscle in our body and really important. Yeah. so I try and do a lot of hip uh, glute work as well so I do a lot of hip bridges clams so if I'm sitting watching tv in the evening I will do those kind of floor exercises you know rather than just sitting on the sofa I'll sit on the floor and do some massaging and then I'll do some hip bridges and clams even if it's only for like five or ten minutes just to remind my body wow that's that's amazing about but shorts things that you learn so but there's also other clothing, isn't there? 
infrared coding? Yep. So I recently, again, stumbled across a Facebook advert for infrared clothing. Now, I'd recently bought an infrared machine because I read about the benefits and I know it's really good for people with MS. Um, something to do with a mitochondria. I'm not good at pronouncing words, but um, I think it's, it's meant to have lots of benefits. But that's time consuming when you've got an infrared machine because you've got to sit there and do it on each part of the body and that takes a long time. So I saw this advert for some infrared clothing. And I was like, oh, that sounds interesting. So I sent an email to them and bizarrely, they live near me, the guys who run the, and own the company. So they, they came around and showed us the technology actually and it was quite impressive. They use my husband's arthritic finger as an a, a example of how when you put the clothing on, you can then see the blood vessels come to life. Wow. Um, so they are medically approved for improving circulation, their clothing, but they have lots of patients who use them who have got Alzheimer's, not Alzheimer's, Parkinson's and MS who have seen benefits in their walking because of them. It's a UK company, yeah, Chimera Medical. They also have Chimera Sport. So I think they're quite big in America as well, though. They do a lot. They're big of with Gloucester Rugby. They're big I've with seen the name. People. Yeah. So um, I think because they help with recovery, so you can do yeah. a big workout and the next day you can be fine and do another big workout. So I've got a pair of the leggings and some of the socks and I've been wearing them for about a week. And for example, today I put my jeans on and I noticed straight away that my walking is not as good today as it has been the last few days when I've had the leggings on every day. Isn't that There's something about them that is definitely helping my walking and my, I've got really bad circulation in my feet. I don't know about you guys, but I get really yeah. cold. Yeah. Specifically on my worst leg, which is my right leg. I get really cold toes, really cold foot. But I would say the last few days, there's a difference. Even my husband said um, in bed last night, he touched my foot and he went, it's not as cold as it normally wow. is. Yeah. So I think it will be slow because we are complex creatures with MS and we've had these things for a long time. So nothing heals overnight. And I think anyone who tries these things can't expect instant results. Yeah. And I think I learned that from Teo patches. I think we talked about Teo patches yesterday, yeah. which is also light therapy. Yeah. There's a lot of people who are cynical about those Teo patches, but I bought them last July. If you can just explain to people what they are, because we didn't yep. have a clue yesterday. So just they give are, us a heads up. They are small, like a penny-sized disc that you wear on your body. You just put them on with some tape. And a bit like infrared, they take the light, the heat that comes out of your body and puts it back through, but by your acupressure points. Wow. So it's a bit like having acupuncture with light therapy combined. And you wear them, I think when you start off, you wear them for four hours a day. Then you go up to eight hours a day and then you go up to 12 and then you can wear them 24 seven. And you can, they can get wet, but I used to take, I take them off if I have a shower and then re-tape them because otherwise the tape doesn't stick as well. Yeah. And I saw massive improvements with them. Um, I started wearing them last July. And I think as you've seen in my blog that I've written, you know, I absolutely love them had really good benefits when I took them off I noticed my foot drop got worse even though it didn't make it massively better or improve it completely there was definitely a difference in wearing them than not wearing them my and again with the balance I have to say the infrared clothing has had a probably a bigger impact but is that because my body's done that kind of 
um, I think how to describe it, like a, almost like set up myself for it yeah. by doing the tail patches. And I still wear the tail patches, um, but I, I think the infrared clothing is probably, because it's all over your body, wherever you yeah. wear the clothing, maybe better for some people, I don't know. The tear patches are quite expensive. You can lose them, they're small, you know, they're harder to put on if you want to put them on your back, etc. Whereas clothing is just easy, isn't it? Yeah. So, so tear patches is spelled T-A-O. Yeah. Um, for anyone who wants to kind of Google it. But also you've um, been chatting to an autoimmune nutritionist. Again, something Anthony and I have never heard of. No. <laughs> so diet, as we all know, is really important with MS. So I've cut out, again, and no neurologist will ever really tell you any of this. I cut out gluten, dairy, processed foods, sugars, probably three years ago now, and really focused on sugars over the last year, trying to cut them out. So if I have something with sugar, it tends to be raw sugar, coconut sugar. But at the moment, I'm trying to cut it out completely. And so I've always been aware that diet has an impact, but I've never known what, like some things make me bloated, some things don't. Some days yeah. it can be one thing, the next day I can eat that and I could be fine. So it never seems to be simple as just, you know, lots of people talk about an elimination diet. I've tried yeah. that. Nothing ever works because it, I don't think it's always the same thing that's blaring my body up. Okay. So my husband and I were talking about it and he said, go and find someone to help your gut. So, yeah. I, and they, there is a real link between leaky gut and MS. Again, nothing that neurologists ever talk about. No. So um, I did some Google research and came across a list of registered nutritionists. And then I found one that said she was an autoimmune specialist. So I had a chat with her and she said she didn't start off doing just autoimmune, but she's just found that more and more of her clients have got autoimmune diseases like MS. And she's worked for a lot of people with MS and who have seen improvements by improving their their not just their diet, but looking at their body in a more in-depth analysis. So yeah. I've had to do um, a blood test for viral screening so she can see what viruses are in me. Yeah. And lo and behold, I have the glandular fever virus in my body, the Epstein-Barr, which I never knew I had a glandular fever. I knew I had a virus when I was younger and I was off school for about three weeks, but I never knew what it was. No one ever said it was glandular fever. But I did have tonsillitis problems throughout my teens and early adulthood. And I've also got the cold sore virus in my body, the Farcelli and Harvo virus. So wow. one of the first things she wants to do is get rid of the toxins and the viruses in my body. So she's put together a protocol of different supplements for me to take. And then diet wise, we're looking at going, trying to be as organic as possible, grass fed, meat and wild fish only so it's not cheap but at the end of the day I want to try and do the best I can for my body yeah you know I don't spend money on lots of designer clothing or you know I haven't got 200 handbags in my wardrobe I don't even care about handbag so for me I'd rather spend my money on my health yeah so I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how things progress we're waiting for my food test results to come back and an antibody test. And I had to do a stool test as well. And that showed that in my gut, I'm very neg gram negative. 
I think okay. it's to do with bacteria in your gut and you should be balanced between positive and negative. And I am very much more negative, which means I think she said my body attacks itself. So it doesn't seem to, I don't think the food is necessarily the problem. It's the other stuff underlined that is causing the issues. Makes sense. Yeah. There are some key things that she said you shouldn't eat if you've got MS, most of which I'd cut out anyway. Soy, peas, lentils, uh, spinach was on there, and tomatoes, which I eat a lot of tomatoes, so I've now got to cut them out, which is quite sad. My favourite meal is spaghetti bolognese. But <laughs> apparently you can make it without tomatoes, so we'll see. Um, okay, give it a go. So I'll, so how, I'll You've obviously changed your diet, changed your lifestyle, etc. How easy is, is it to structure that in your day-to-day life? I think when I first, you know, lots of people do this um, Wolves diet, the yeah, OMS diet. Yeah. yeah, I looked at all of that when I first started kind of looking at things a bit more closely in around 2017. And my head wasn't in the right place. For it. I think you do have to be in the right place. You have to want to make that change you have to be prepared to give up all the things that you love afternoon tea I love afternoon tea I'm a real afternoon tea girl but you know alcohol again I don't really drink anymore if I do I drink wine that's got no sugar in there's a company called Think Wine that's really good um they do an organic Prosecco with no added sugar um so but I'm not a big drinker anymore I used to I've done all that I've done my partying days yeah. I've eaten my load of cakes over the years. There are cakes you can buy made with no sugar, well, raw sugar and better ingredients anyway. There's a, a website called Creative Natures. They do very good brownies that you can make at home. Um, so I found lots of things online that I can eat if I really want to. But at the moment, I'm trying to focus on the no sugar completely. I, it you is, have, you've got to be committed. You've got as well, haven't you? I mean, do they follow the, follow the diet with you or...? My, my son laughs when I try and tell him stuff. He thinks he knows better than me. He, he doesn't want to be told what to do as he's 18 years old, as you can imagine. But he's quite good. He eats a lot of fruit, which I'm not very good at eating fruit. And um, so he's, you know, there are things that he could eat better. Like he eats a lot of tuna, which is great because it's a oily fish. But what the autoimmune la- immune lady said to me was, but tuna's in a tin can and tuna has a lot of metal in it. So really you should try not to eat tuna. So. And, and so, you, so you're telling us all about, the, um, about your diet and what you could potentially cut out, but also she's, is it, I'm not sure if it's her actually, who's advised you about taking extra supplements. I mean, um, you've told us briefly about the Coimbra protocol. If you could just yep. let us know about that. So I've always, since I started looking at my body and health and not wanting to take drugs, I started looking at supplements. One of the first supplements I took was um, Omega-3 for brain fog. I always yeah. see people talking about brain fog in MS groups. So I'm always like, you should be taking Omega-3. That's really, really important. And it stops brain fog. As far as I'm concerned, it stopped it almost after about two or three weeks of taking it. So I think that's key. Vitamin D yeah. is really important. Um, again, the doctor's will only tell you what the NHS tells you, which is you can take up to 4,000 a day. Yeah. But that's not really true. You can take up to 10,000 a day safely. And I've been doing that for the last few years. I then stumbled across, um, I think my friend invited me to it, uh, the 
a group on Facebook for the Coimbra Protocol, which was a protocol designed by a guy in Brazil where you take lots, a very high level of vitamin D. You have to do lots of tests first. They have to make sure your body is in the right place, that your calcium levels aren't too high because if you have too high vitamin D and you have too high calcium in your body, it can cause problems with your kidneys. So you've got to be really careful. So they do lots of tests on you before you start the protocol. And, and for a lot of people, they start lower. So I'm on 40,000 a day now. I've been doing that for just over a, probably a week and a half. I feel, I don't feel rubbish. I feel good. So I'm hoping- like 10 times the NHS uh, specification. That's, that's, that's big. Yeah, they say 4,000 a day, but you speak to, you know, if you, if you do some research on it for vitamin D and MS, you'll see there is lots of, there are lots of positive stories about people taking higher amounts of vitamin D. Um, so I, I would definitely say anyone who's got MS should be taking 10,000 a day if they can, as long as they haven't got any other health issues that might impact that with their kidneys. Yeah. Are there any other supplements you're taking? So the ones, the key ones that I take, B12, B12 is really good yeah. as well. Um, B12, vitamin D, omega-3, what else was I taking? I take so many that it's hard to remember sometimes. Um, um, and I listed them all on my blog and now my brain's gone dead and I can't think. <laughs> all right, well, we'll send everyone to your blog at the end if we give you And I'll update blog. it. It needs yeah. to be updated. And there are, there's, I think if you look at like the MS Hope website, Best Bet Diet, there's a whole load of supplements on there that he recommends, things like zinc. Um, yeah. What's the one that's CQ10 or whatever it's called, the shortened name for it? Yeah, there's a whole list on there. Uh, yeah. So do you take any prescribed jobs uh, on a daily basis? Like, no, you know, nothing. So you have literally, you're essentially trying to manage your MS without prescribed jobs. Absolutely. And I don't think I would ever touch another drug that they try and give me. I wish I hadn't done the Lemtrada. I don't know whether it was beneficial or not, but it gave, definitely gave me lots of problems that I didn't have before I took it. Now, that might be coincidental. Maybe that was my MS journey. Who knows? Yeah. But I haven't had a relapse since 2018. And that's when I started looking at my diet and my health and my exercise and supplements. And gadgets. Very, gadgets. Gadgets. And positive lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, before gadgets, I think the positive lifestyle is really important. No stress. Stress is, so, and I look back at my childhood and I, I used to get panic attacks. And I think other people were MS did. And I think that there's some association there with stress and anxiety and autoimmune dis diseases. Yeah. yeah, 100%. You know, your, your nerves are on fire all the time. No wonder yeah. the body hacking itself yeah sorry to interrupt i was just getting excited about gadgets so excited about the gadgets you told us about yesterday gadget queen okay so my amazon account so go right you've got your shopping list ready anthony so i use a massage gun i use that most days that's brilliant i love it um so what i do is i massage my legs in front of the tv and then i use like a dressing gown rope to kind of pull my foot up to help my foot drop so i'll massage everything first so it's relaxed and then i'll do that i've got a stretch plus mat from home med home medics which is like a yoga mat 
but it inflates so it does it all for you so you just lie there it's extremely relaxing so you can call it your meditation hour it's not cheap but I think it's a great item to have um because it whenever I get backache or I feel like my back's tight I lie on it do like an hour or well, maybe not quite an hour about 45 minutes go through the, I think the programs on there are about 15 minutes long so I do maybe three or four programs depending on what I'm doing that day if I've got time so that's another good uh, gadget that I've got obviously the infrared machine that I've got yeah. I've got a core belt for improving okay. my core as well so I try wow. and do that um they definitely help they're not expensive on Amazon either I think I paid 15 quid for it in the sale mm-hmm. and when I have time I put it on when I'm doing some work and I sit there and let it do its stuff yeah um what else have yeah. I got what did I mention yesterday that did I, that I've maybe forgotten about now uh, vibrating roller oh yeah my viper viper 2.0 that's really good it's like um one of those foam rollers but it's um battery operated one and it vibrates so it's really intense when I first got it I swore a lot as I was was doing it because it hurt Uh yeah my body's got a much more used to it or my body is much more relaxed than it used to be so the spasticity is not as great as it used to be in fact the one thing about Teo patches and I hope with infrared clothing will do the same thing is that my spasticity got a lot better it's definitely improved my spasticity and I, I see an osteopath every two weeks and he notices a massive difference you know my knee now has more movement than it used to my ankle's starting to move better so those are all things that since I've been doing the light therapy so I think light yeah. light therapy is very important Anthony you, you got your shopping list ready I've, I've literally got the written it down oh he's googling it already yeah can you pinpoint one thing then Georgina do you think that wow I definitely couldn't live without this or do you think it's uh, a series of all of them I think it's a puzzle. I think it's a bit of everything. I think, and and when I first started using the tear patches, I'd get really frustrated by some of the people in the group who would be like, I've tried these for two weeks. I want my money back. They don't work. Well, it's not going to work in two weeks. Some, I, I did see an improvement almost from the first week, but because of the MS gym work I've done, I'm really in tune with my body. So I can notice the tiniest thing because I'm really self-aware. So I notice. It was something, I think the first thing that happened that I noticed was I stood up from my chair more easily than I had. And it was a tiny thing, but I think it, and people say, oh, I am aware of my body. I don't think everyone truly is. Like I, my PT lady laughs at me because I can't focus if my chair isn't straight or if something in front of me is misaligned because it just throws me off. Every single thing is connected. And I think it's so... Likewise, I think for our health, there's lots of different things. There's things that help with different elements of our illness that I don't think you can just do one thing. And I think you have to understand that you have to do lots of things. You can't just put the tear patches on if you're not doing any exercise, you know. You've got to be helping your body as well. You've got to be eating right. You've got to, you know, everything's connected. It's a big puzzle. Honestly, absolutely fascinating. So can you remind us of your blog so we can... So people can be directed oh, to yeah. it. Oh, yeah, what's called? I can't remember. <laughs> I haven't that's absolutely fine. I can add it in after. That's not a problem. Yeah, add it in. On, I, yeah. I can't remember. the. It's on my Google. I just type my MS. <laughs> you automatically do it. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. We'll find it and we'll put the link um, in afterwards. But I just want to say, 
thank you for giving us a different perspective and educating not only Anthony and myself, but hopefully everyone who will listen to this podcast to this episode. Absolutely. I think for new people, it's it's a real boost for them. But you know, we don't just have to rely on uh, medical professionals. You know, yeah. there's help and support out there. Other absolutely. And I think medical, you know, I was connected with a lady on Facebook and who I know locally and she'd put on there about seeing her neurologist and how um, the neurologist wanted her to have baclofen and to do something else. I can't remember what it was because her walking had got worse. I said to her, not everything your neurologist tells you is the right information. You should be doing exercises to help with your foot drop because yeah. that will actually help improve it. Whereas if you just take back you're not you're not going to improve it, you're just covering up. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, I, definitely, yeah. I don't want to discredit the medical industry and I have no medical experience, but I can tell you my own experience and yeah. I just think they've done nothing to help me on my path, you know? And, that, and, that's, and that's totally yeah. it, isn't it? That's totally it, that's, it's not discrediting any medical um, professionals, it's just your journey and trying to pass on your information to other people. Absolutely. And you have to question the fact that they haven't cured MS. So all these drugs they give us, none of them actually cure anyone. They just not cover it up, but they might ease some symptoms, but they're not curing it. So why do we want to take these things that aren't curing us? There's got to be something else that's causing the issues. And if they can't cure it, then maybe they're not looking at the right things. And why are they not looking at diet, health, gut health, you know, the things that, yes, won't make the pharmaceutical industry any money, but will benefit us. And I think anyone listening to this should watch um, on Amazon Prime, the show Living Proof. Living Proof by the guy who runs MS Hope because it's fascinating, you know, really fascinating. Thank you. So so much for talking to us today. Okay. I think this it's going to be really invaluable to lots of our listeners. Excellent. I'm glad if I can help one person, then that's great. Perfect. Thank you. discussed on the podcast today are our own opinions. You should always speak to your MS team before deciding on any course of action.